and this is Best Laid Plans. This is Sarah Hart Unger. The year is flying by. Many of you have already made your selections for your 2021 planners, but if you haven't, I have some more fun reviews in store for you the next few weeks. Because this is the time of year when a lot of people do choose to buy their new planner systems and maybe put a little bit more thought into those systems for the new year. I will be focusing a bit more on reviews, especially because there have been some new and exciting products or products I've never seen before that I would love to feature. Maybe some of that is because I now have a planning podcast and so more things are appearing on my radar. But I have to say that the number of different types of planners does seem to have grown exponentially in the last 10 years. You know, people have joked to me, why don't you try to create a planner? And my response is, well, it seems like that market is saturated. But then other people do seem to come up with more and more fantastic ideas. I have no desire to create my own planner, but I am still very excited and interested to see what others come up with. So we're going to talk about two very different products this week. The first is a cute little planner that you probably haven't heard of. Well, maybe you have, but I had never seen it and I'm pretty into the planning scene. So I don't think this is a super widely known brand, but it has some unique features. And I think perhaps it deserves a little bit more attention this year as you are shopping for your perfect planner match. This is the My Week Planner, and it's actually a Canadian brand. The owner's name is Crystal, and she started her own company after, you know, the the typical story, not being able to find exactly what she wanted within the planner aisles. And she's developed her own product. What makes hers a little bit different is that it is a six-month product. It's undated. And she has actually been able to manufacture and print the planner in Canada, which actually makes it pretty different. Most planners available on the market now are manufactured. A lot of them are designed in the U.S. or Canada or, or, or other um, countries. But a lot of them are made in China um, just because production costs do tend to be lower. Don't get me wrong, many of them are beautifully made in China, so I'm not knocking overseas production, but Crystal did want to keep everything closer to her home and she managed to do so. She noted that to me when she offered to send it to me because I think she wanted me to know that these actually do cost her a little bit to produce um, and therefore they are not the cheapest planners to buy. Um, This is a six-month planner with a soft cover and it retails for $45 Canadian or $35 US. Um, that said, especially for a, you know, uh, Canadian made product, um, given that those production costs probably are a little bit more, that's certainly not out of the realm. Um, you guys know I was recently using the Amplify Planner, which is around that same price for just a three month system. So this is a six month system for about the same cost. The cover is soft and it's kind of really just a paper. So it's not incredibly durable. I could see that if you really wanted to keep yours pristine, you may have to devise some sort of folio kind of a system. And there is a nice inside pocket in the front cover where you might want to keep some key lists or something like that. And then there's a really fun quote that Crystal put on the cover. She wrote, features a clutter-free space that does not include any micromanaging productivity tips, goal setting, habit tracking, and all that stuff that can stress you out. Just space for you to write what matters. And the reason I laugh is because the next product I'm going to talk about has all of those things, and yet I love them both. So (laughs) I don't think that there is a one-size-fits-all, but I do appreciate that some people really would like their planner to be free of that more prescriptive stuff inside of it. That said, there is a lot of space in this planner that is designed to promote intentional goal setting, even if the language is not overtly there. There is a little intro section in the beginning, 
And she writes, find focus, bring clarity, live with intention and plan for wonder. And I do really, I like that tagline a lot. I think that's kind of a nice way to think about why we plan. We want to plan in fun things and exciting things and build things and not just, you know, get done the uh, doldrums of, of what we feel like we need to get done. She then has a couple of pages of suggestions on how you might want to use the planner. The one thing that I really like about this planner that I'm going to get into in a minute is that there are really nicely organized spaces to write down tasks. I really do use my weekly task list pretty religiously. I use it when I'm choosing what to do with my days. And sometimes even in my precious Hobonichi, I get kind of annoyed that all the tasks are just kind of piled up on top of each other on the left-hand side of my weekly layouts. But here, she provides a really beautiful framework in which you can use to organize your tasks. She also puts a little top three of each day. The layouts are all weekly, and I'm going to get to them in a second. But I do think that is a nice way of preventing you from putting too many things on your list and making sure that you know what to focus on. Another thing I really like is that she has full-size areas for the weekends. So they're not minimized compared to the rest of the week. You can put your to-do list. You can put an entire grocery list. She kind of appreciates that. She writes, whether you work over the weekend or not, you can benefit by having space for planning your Saturdays and Sundays to focus on your life and sometimes work stuff too. I don't like weekly layouts where the weekends get short shrift. So I think that is great that she has that in her planner. Then comes kind of a yearly calendar and she has both actually, this might be a slightly older edition because it has 2019 and 2020. I'm sure her newer products probably have like 2021 and 2022. And then there are blank monthly layouts. So you do have to fill in your own months and you can circle at the top which month it actually is and write down the numbers. I consider that a slight negative because I, I just don't love filling out the numbers on calendar months for whatever reason. And I like those to be pre-printed. But this way you could start this planner any time of the year. And in fact, this would be a perfect kind of refreshing planner. Like let's say it's 2020 and you get halfway through the year and realize you just need to restart. This would be a great way to be able to do that because you could date it from July to December and be able to use it fresh. Oh, here we go. Now we have another page with a yearly calendar showing both 2021 and 2022. So that is useful and makes it versatile for all of those years. Then comes her weekly layout. And this is actually really interesting. This is on basically each week gets two full pages to so the front and back of each page. And I'm going to walk through what's on each of them. The first doesn't have any of the days. It's specifically for to-do lists. So I could imagine this being kind of like my planning dashboard for each week. Like this is where I'm going to kind of sit there and, and try to decide what I want to accomplish throughout the week. And it has pretty versatile headed sections, a one, a two, and a three. So those could be three different work projects. They could be three different areas of your life. Like maybe you want to make one personal, one work, and one, you know, a blog if you have one or something like that. And then there's also a column that says my life and my work. To me, I would have preferred just blank sections or maybe like a four and a five just because to me, one and two and three probably are going to have something to do with life and work, but I can see the appeal and it's pretty subtle, the markings there. So it would be easy to add your own heading next to where she put my life and my work. And then there are cute little circular checkboxes and you can just write a neat organized list for the various realms of your life. If you, let's say, had three big goals you wanted to get done in a six-month period, I can imagine that maybe every single week you're going to think about what's going to help me get towards goal number one, what's going to help me get towards goal number two, and so on, so that this would be a nice way of keeping those tasks organized. There's also a box that says, how do you want to feel at the end of each day? It would be a perfect place to stick some stickers or a photo or 
you know, just something fun to add some creativity to the page if that's your jam. Or you could just answer the question, how do you want to feel at the end of each day? I did a sample week and I think I put content. (laughs) It's a little vague, but hey, it's a good goal, right? Then come the spread of Monday through Friday. Now, don't worry. As I mentioned, weekend gets full attention, but the two-page spread has a layout with a column that has kind of your major plans for the week. So a section that says, I will be winning at, and it has the numbers one, two, and three, a plan for wonder, and then a don't forget section. Again, this the typeset is gray and pretty subtle, so you could easily turn these into something else. You could put workouts, for example, on that part. You could put what meals you're going to make. You could put what your babysitting schedule is or something for the week. So even though those are kind of suggestions, this planner is the type where you could easily repurpose sections without it looking funny because she is a graphic designer and I think she knew how to make her text nice and subtle so that you could repurpose as you see fit. Then there are columns for each day of the week and each part has a task list. And then kind of a, another section on the bottom, which could be used as a calendar. It could be used for notes. It could be used for really anything you wanted to, or you could kind of turn it into a grid-like section. Just super, super versatile. Many ways I could imagine people getting a lot of satisfaction out of using this. On the right, I just noticed that the corners on the bottom of the planner, this is such a nice feature, and I haven't seen it in many planners recently. It has these cute little perforated tear-outs. So you could be tearing out as the year goes so that you could easily find your page by going to where the, you know, where the tear out stop. And I'll show a picture of what I'm talking about because I feel like that sounded really confusing and it's really, really not. I feel like the Exacompta planners used to have this feature back in the day, but I haven't seen it for quite some time. So I'm kind of excited. And then on the back, there is those full size columns for Saturday and Sunday. They're the same size that the, you know, days of the week got on the page on the other side. But I actually kind of enjoy that it's on its own page. Like you have to turn the page from the week to get to the weekend. Because really, by the time I get to the weekend, I don't want to think about my work week. I I like the idea of just seeing your Saturday and Sunday. And then if you want to see the two page spread, you see your Saturday and Sunday on one side, and your kind of plans for the next week on the other side. So I psychologically really like that layout. Then there are little lines on the left that say, let's do this. Again, they could be used for anything but maybe some fun weekend plans and then a blank box on the left that could be used for stickers or photos or drawings or lists or whatever you would like to do. So that's really the meat of this planner. It is undated. So once again, you have to circle the month and kind of write what day of the week it is. People who are into bullet journaling, that certainly wouldn't bother you. If you really like your planners pre-printed, that might be a deal breaker, but she does have the days of the week and things to circle. So it makes it easy to fill out and keep it neat. Um, You could just use a mile liner if you wanted to, to maybe highlight which month it is, and then just neatly write in which day of the week it is along the top. So those are kind of like the mainstay of this planner. And it goes all the way for six months. I believe it's actually 24 spreads. So almost six months. So you have a little wiggle room for maybe that week or two that you don't end up using your planner, because 24 times 24 is 48. So it's not quite going to get you through an entire year, but again, undated. So you certainly have flexibility there about how you want to make use of these pages. And then there are some lovely blank pages that have an unusual layout. On the right, they have kind of a grocery list shape of list items. And then on the left, it's just completely blank. And then if you turn the page over, the top is blank and the bottom has really, really subtle lines. I am going to admit, I can't stand writing on blank pages. Like it gives me hives because I can't write in a straight line, unfortunately. So These would be of limited use to me, or I'd have to paste things in, or I would just use the lined part. So I guess if I had my way, I would have just made this all dot grid or graph paper or lined paper or something like that. 
But I can see for those artist types or creative types who really enjoy having a blank area or for people who really like to paste other things into their planner, like photos or lists or things from school, anything like that, this would be really, really versatile and fun. So there's about 30 pages of notes. And as one does, I did a pen test on the very last page. And this paper is really nice. It's not super, super thick, but it has some weight to it. And she actually detailed the type of paper. Let me give you the actual paper type. It is... The cover is made of Nina Royal Sundance Linen Green Emerald Green 100 pound cover. And the content is 80 pound Husky Smooth paper. Husky Smooth sounds about right, although I don't think it's overwhelmingly smooth. There is some tooth to it. There's really very little smear potential, which makes me very happy, as you guys know. It took really nicely to my gel pens, but the pigment pens worked fine, and so did the ballpoints, and I used a couple of brush pens on it as well. And there's really very little show-through, even with a big, fat, Urunaisuke hard brush pen. I tried the mild liners on it as well, and because this paper is white, they appeared very bright and pretty, kind of like they do appear in the Amplify that I'm using currently. So... I think this paper is, I have not tried any fountain pens on it. I am not somebody who watercolors. I'm not that artistic. I wish I was, but I feel like this paper would take a lot of what you throw at it. It's not finicky like my beloved Hobonichi paper is. And then in the back, there's this really nice, cute kind of gold foil stripe protecting um, the rings, I guess, to prevent them from fraying. And then a cute little pocket in the back as well. And by the way, this has wire binding. It is not big rings. They are kind of I always kind of compare it to Mead spiral notebooks, don't I? This is like a single subject Mead spiral notebook in width. So no gigantic rings to be found here. And they are O-rings. They are kind of a coppery gold in color. The size of this planner is about seven inches along the bottom and around nine inches from bottom to top. And again, it's fairly thin, maybe more slightly thicker than a classic, you know, one subject notebook, but not. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. 
They offer multiple options from Protein Plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Terribly much so. It is pretty portable. It is soft. It's not terribly heavy. So if you're someone that carries your planner everywhere, I don't think size would be a big deterrent. It's a tiny bit wider than your average kind of bullet journal, but not by too much. So that was the My Week Planner by Crystal Inc., which is a Canadian brand, and you can find them, a link to them on my blog and the show notes, or it's Crystal Inc., C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-I-N-K dot C-A. And if you purchase, and there's some way of telling them I sent you, I may actually have a discount code available in the show notes. So please go ahead and look there if you do decide to order, and then hopefully maybe we'll be able to get you a small portion off of the purchase of this planner. All right, so that was planner number one. This is quite the U-turn because that planner was very minimal. It was very blank. It was a six-month planner. And it was for those who don't like a lot of really specific goal setting and instruction in their planner. And we are going to move to the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets goal planner. So very, very different. But I've had a lot of people request reviews of this planner. And I can see why it has the loyal following it does. First of all, I'm just going to preface this. I'm not a very religious person. And I know that Laura Casey, the founder of this, this planner, kind of had a faith-based mission when she began the Power Sheets line. But I really love how she's very inclusive. So I think she's still trying to serve that population, which is great. But I also did not feel at all deterred by that. I felt very welcomed by this planner. I didn't feel like there was content that made me feel like it wasn't for me. So I really appreciate that as someone who loves goal setting and beautiful girly things, which this definitely is, but who doesn't personally have as religious of a bent as some of her core customers might. Now, that's not to say that this wouldn't work to organize religious related practices or goals. It certainly could be used in that way. But if that's not your jam, then you're not kind of thrown in that direction either. So it's just really versatile. Now, this planner is strikingly pretty. It is larger than the My Week that I just reviewed. I believe this is going to be about, I don't know, 11. I think it's about an 8 by 11 size, actually, maybe slightly less than 8 along the bottom. It has beautiful gold corners. I believe they're making them rounded in the 21 edition because they are a little bit sharp. <laughs> they might injure like a toddler who you know knocks it off of your desk or something like that. But it is strikingly pretty. It also has O-rings that bind it. And these rings are a little bit 
wider, I'd say one inch in diameter, so bigger than the My Week rings, and they are bright gold to match the corners and to match gold accents that are all over this place in this beautiful planner. I was sent this kind of tropical splash floral pattern. I saw that for 2021, there are some more muted colors, like a just plain light blue one, which is beautiful, but the design sense is pretty impeccable as long as you enjoy a kind of feminine look, which I do not mind at all in my planners as long as it's done well. And this feels like it's done well. It just looks classy and put together and neat. And I got to say, they they really kind of nailed the design sense. So the first like third of this planner is all about goal setting. I mean, you could easily spend like a couple of hours a day for like a week or even longer filling out these pages to their fullest. Now, I do, again, disclaimer, this is the 2020 edition because that's what they sent me. And they did note that they shortened this section for 2021. So I can't exactly speak to what those changes have been. But these are called the Power Sheets Prep Sheets. There, It starts with a cute little kind of sticker page to inspire you to mark up the pages. And even these stickers are super, super cute. Like they're rainbow and they're gold and they're subtle and they're just, they're really quite lovely. The color palette of this planner kind of matches my typical color palette with my mild liner. So it was kind of nice to see that I was able to have things match. And you can look on my blog the way I filled it out. And then there's some spaces, lots and lots of spaces to do some very intentional goal setting, including some that are quite prescriptive, like little checkoff sheets. I don't mind that kind of stuff. I'm actually a big nerd for that kind of stuff. But I do appreciate that some people or not. So again, if you don't want kind of bossy goal setting, this may or may not be the planner for you. But if you want a separate goal setting, a place to kind of journal and really focus on goals apart from your regular planner, and I'll get into that in a second, this could be a really fun adjunct to your planning system. So there's a place to plan out yearly goals, check off sheet about what makes your life wonderful and what fires you up. I drew a cute little cartoon picture of my family. I'm kind of happy with that. Some cultivated life evaluations where you look at different areas of your life and you decide what's working and what's not. Things that you might be interested in changing. Challenges, good things, things that you're moving past. I mean, this goes on for a while. Gratitude. There's a whole list. I really actually enjoyed filling this out of people that I'm grateful for. So lots and lots of friends and family got shout out there. And that was kind of fun and made me feel warm and fuzzy just filling it out. A page about what do you want to be when you're 80 or 90 or 100? That's something we think about surprisingly little in this society, I think a lot of us. So I kind of enjoyed having a paper to write that out. Things about your legacy. And then there are some specific kind of goal setting pages where you can choose your word for the year where you can choose up to eight goals to kind of go into in detail. This is where I tend to struggle because even though I do love coming up with multiple goals for the year, sometimes when goal setting systems get really specific about how they want me to lay out my goal into like mini steps, I get annoyed because my goals don't always fit into like the specific number of mini steps that they feel like belong on a page. And since I'm a completist, I don't like filling out like half of the page. So I guess if I was gonna have any gripes about the goal sections, it would be that. And ah, my same pet peeve, there are not lines or grids everywhere. There are a lot of lines and grids. So don't get me wrong. It's not like there's just a tons of blank spaces, but there's like a decent number of pretty big blank spaces. And I am someone who just really likes my guidelines. And I really get annoyed by my writing going every which way. And I recognize that that might be a little crazy and probably not a universal issue. 
But if big blank boxes bother you, then you may be bothered by seeing some of them in this planner. Um, but anyway, so there's eight kind of big spreads to lay out your action plan for up to eight goals that you define. The color, the stickers that it comes with that I mentioned, you could be really creative and kind of color code each of your eight goals if you wanted to. I kind of tried to do that. So that was fun. And then after this big fat goal setting section that's not specific to any time frame, there are six monthly sections. So for each month, you get to write, you know, what you want to get done that month, what you're excited about. There is a month layout that you can draw in if you wish. I am not, again, like my least favorite thing, filling out all the numbers on monthly calendars, but I kind of see why to make it more versatile, they decided not to leave it dated. Then there's a page for goals to focus on as well as action ideas. Once again, missing some lines. I would love some more lines. And then there's a page that I've seen, like this is, if I was going to see a shot of this planner being used, I'm often seeing this page, which is called the tending list. Interestingly, it's perforated. So I think one idea is that you actually tear this one out so that you can have it handy with, you know, maybe you put it up on your wall or your bulletin board, or maybe you just have it like at your desk all the time, or you have it sitting on top of the planner or clipped to it. I don't know. But the tending list is where you're going to check off progress on your monthly action items to check off weekly action items. I'm going to get back to that in a second because I have a little issue with that. And then a tiny but cute and functional little habit tracker where you could check up to five habits. Like if you wanted to do Duolingo every day, you could color in each of these boxes for each day of the month and kind of track how many times you are going to do your habits. By the way, yes, I'm doing Duolingo, which is why I use that as an example. Okay. Now I get how you would use the monthly part and I like how you could fill in a little progress bar. I love the little daily habit thing. But the weekly action items, because I'm having trouble thinking about things that I'm going to do over the course of the month that happen weekly that I would need to check off. But maybe I just need to think more about that. So listeners, if you have ideas for things that you need to do each week that you would be tracking on a list that you looked at all month, let me know. I mean, things like take out the trash, but I don't need to check that off. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe other people have things like this, or maybe I need to develop more weekly habits in my life, but I don't have very many of them. So anyway, that's one part of this page that I'm not sure how I would use if I was going to take a deep dive into this planner, which I might, by the way, I'm not rolling it out. And then finally, there is a very pretty month in review page with little boxes and different colors that talk about the progress you're celebrating and something you're grateful for and what you're saying no and yes to. And again, they just nailed the color palette, at least my type of color palette that I enjoy and it's rainbow and it's pretty and um, would be a fun way to wrap up the month if you engage in a monthly goal setting process or monthly review, which I definitely think that you should. And then each month has these really pretty dividers. They're like striped and different colors. They are cardboard. They're not super durable. This is not a planner that you would really need or want to carry around with you. This is not a planner that is for putting that you have a meeting at three on a Wednesday or for tracking what you're doing throughout the day. This is a planner for taking the time to sit there and think about what you want out of life and craft plans to get it. Not even necessarily completely concrete plans. I think that could go either in an electronic system or a different planner per se, but I could see how you would be a diehard Hobonichi user, for example, but also might employ a power sheets planning book to just create an intentional space for you to house your goals and kind of journaling and dreaming for the year. In a way, this is kind of a structured journal. I don't think this is necessarily even great for memory keeping. Like I probably would ditch this at the end of the year, except it is very pretty. Um, but I do think it would be a great 
just cozy thing to do to curl up with each month and to look at and make sure that you're progressing in the areas of life that you feel are important. So I think this is a really nice product that serves kind of a different purpose than our usual planning products, but still could be a really fun tool in your planning armistice, so to speak. And that's pretty much it. Again, once more, disclaimer, I am reviewing the 2020 version, and I know they did make some changes for the 2021. I am sure the design sensibilities are still similar, very feminine, very beautiful, kind of refined looking, lots of rainbow colors. But I think some of their goal setting pages have been redesigned. So please check out their website if you want to see what that looks like. Okay, so we have had a double duty review episode. And to reiterate, we talked about the My Week Undated Six-Month Planner, kind of a souped up blank bullet journal, if you will, with a lot of blank space and really well-organized task list management areas. And then we also discussed the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets Goal Planner, which is also a six-month product, very beautiful rainbow colors, Not so portable to tote around, but really beautiful for cozy goal-setting sessions on a monthly basis that you might have with yourself to kind of curate your year or cultivate your year, as one says when they're reading the cover of this planner. Anyway, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode. We have significantly more reviews to come up ahead. So if you have not committed to your 2021 system yet, or you're already starting to think about the future or having a backup system for if your system just fails you, do not fear because we'll be covering some amazing products in the weeks to come. As always, I truly appreciate every review that is made on Apple, on Stitcher, wherever you can leave a review. I I really appreciate it. Even if it's just the stars or if it's the text, I'm really trying to help more planner enthusiasts find this podcast. I know there are more of us out there. I just want to spread the word so that, I don't know, everyone can find it and I can continue to offer this fun exploration of the planning world. So remember, you can find me at theshoebox.com. I had a reader write in to remind me to remind everyone here that it's S-H-U, which are my initials, by the way. I'm not trying to be like cutesy with the spelling. So it's T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X, the shoebox with S-H-U as the shoe.com. And my Instagram is at shoebox, same spelling, underscore plans. And you can reach me at either of those places or even just my email which is sarah.heart.unger, just like my name, at gmail.com. So please contact me in any of these ways with questions, planner tips. If you have a hot idea for a guest or something to review, let me know. At some point, I'm also going to be interested in finding some sponsors. So if you have any leads towards that, I would be interested in those as well. Thank you so much. And we'll be back next week with some more planning fun. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.